I just can't get over anywhere you go in the scriptures, you still find out that Jesus is trying to help you. That's what's so great. Okay, so. <clears throat> Alright. But anyway, Genesis, creation, all the way down. It doesn't take till the, till the, the end of the 11th chapter. Well, the 6th chapter, you got a flood. 6, 7, 8, 9, they're in the boat, you know. Uh, 10, there's another genealogy coming from Noah. And so that's where we are. Okay. And anyway, and at the end of uh, Noah, the 10 generations down below that, all of a sudden you have Abraham. Then the rest of the stories of Abraham, it's just a storyline. Exodus, a storyline. They're in bondage. They weren't in bondage to start with. I mean, Joseph, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, one of Jacob's kids was Joseph, you know. He's second to Pharaoh. Okay, you know the story. And then, of course, this shouldn't scare anybody. It scares some because we don't, oh, my God, I can't read it. Oh, gosh. Just, no, mercy. Get, read it out of the living Bible. It's just total timeline. Easy, too. Oh, they're on the way to the promised land after they learn how to operate in that tabernacle. That's all Leviticus is. It's the Levites. What you do, how they're supposed to do it. How, the camping orders and everything. Actually, actually, the camping orders are the start of numbers. That's the reason it was numbers. They had all the numbers of everybody. That's the reason this stuff cannot be fairy tales. They got the actual numbers. They got the times, the dates, and when they left. Year and a half after they left the split, they split the sea and, uh, at the Red Sea. A year and a half later, they're on the way to the promised land. And you know what happened? Didn't go in. We can't take it. So they wander for 40 years. Okay. Then finally, Deuteronomy is what? It's a speech. Incredible. I'm 58 years old. Didn't know till two years ago that it was a speech. You know why? Wasn't paying attention. Chapter 1 tells you what it is. Now what helped was getting into that living Bible. Because you read it you're, subconsciously, you don't get it. The King James says, in the 23rd day of the month of Duba Duba, you don't get it. And you keep reading because you think it doesn't matter. It does matter. It was February 15th, a year and a half. No, 40 years after they had uh, come from Judah. I mean, it's from, from Egypt. All right, anyway, they're in the promised land here in Joshua. They, boy, they just wiped it all out. And then by Judges, they got wiped out. <laughs> they were worse than idols. Okay, I'm getting to where we're going to get to. Come along here. Ruth is a real short book right there at the tail end of Judges. It's all part of it. Ruth was actually grandma to King David. So now you know what's happening. Here comes King David. It's actually Saul first, and then it's all King David. It's actually all Saul here chasing David. Okay, then it's 2 Samuel is all King David. Over here at 1 Kings, 2 Kings, it's a roll-up of all the kings. They don't last forever, only about 600 years. And then Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon, takes over. Now, why did the Lord let Babylon? He told them, if you worship idols, I'm going to make these other nations wipe you out. And they thought, we need to worship the sun, buddy. God went through all this stuff to have his own nation, you know, to show the world. Remember, that was the purpose, to show the world how great he was. Because he's trying to get us over here. When Jesus gets here, they'll all know, okay? All right, same thing with John the Baptist. He was supposed to, he was like the town crier, telling everybody to watch for him. Okay, so anyway, so that's where you are here. After these kings, a big king, Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel in the lion's den, you know, that's, that's, that happened in that, in, that, in that time frame. But right before that was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't bow down and worship that thing. Well, they learned a lesson. And we ain't bowing down. We already lost my parents and stuff. I'm not bound to no gods anymore. All right, anyway. <clears throat> what happened here? Mercy, the, per, the Persians and the Medes said, y'all can go back to Jerusalem. Wow. Well, God had said through all these prophets, it's only going to be 70 years. That's really just not myths and fairy tales. Now, right in the midst of that, when Nebuchadnezzar had them, and Nebuchadnezzar passes away. Oh, look at this. Esther. And that's just, not that I don't have anything to do. I read this yesterday, just a, just, just a few minutes. 
Look at this. It was the third year, Esther 1. Now, put aside all your preconceived ideas, things you say, well, I watched the movie or whatever. I saw this, and I got the book on Esther. This is the book on Esther. Okay, watch this. It's so fantastic. Just because you love Jesus, you are going to be taken care of. He is there to save your life. Okay. It was the third year of the reign of king, and he's been around. He's a historical figure. Emperor of the vast media and Persia. See how easy this would be? Well, them Jews lied. Man, they're lying. I'm going to find out. Yeah, you're going to find out it was there. It was there. 127 provinces stretching from India to Ethiopia. Those are fake places, aren't they? Oh, they're real. This was the third year of the celebration of, uh, at Shushan Palace, which the emperor invited all his governors, aides, and army officers to bring them in every form uh, from every part of Persia, Amidia and Persia for the occasion. Now, I want you to remember three years. This is helpful because sometimes we think Esther was just, she became queen and then the next day. No, it wasn't. It was a long period of time. Okay, watch this. All right. Third year. Okay. He brought in the governor's aides, army officers, bringing them from every part of Mede and Persia for the occasion. The celebration lasted six months. Wow. Here's another time frame. He's already been reigning for three years. Now we got three and a half years. Look at this. A tremendous display of wealth and glory of his empire. When it was all over, the king gave a special party for the palace servants and officials, janitors, cabinet members alike, for seven days of reverie held in the courtyard of the palace garden. The decorations were... What's these in here for? That's because it was a real event. They were green, white, blue, fastened with purple ribbons, tied to silver rings embedded in marble pillars, gold and silver benches stood on pavements of black, red, white, yellow marble. You know, people back then were just such bozos. They hadn't even discovered the wheel yet. Oh, no, no. Uh-oh. Man. Wow. It's amazing. Drinks were served in gold goblets of many designs. There was abundance of royal wine for the king. Okay. Wow. The king was feeling, uh, he was feeling very generous. Look at this. The only restriction on drinking. Now, this was their party, whatever. No one should be compelled to take more than he wanted, but those who wished could have as much as they pleased. For the king had instructed his officers to let everyone decide this matter for herself. Queen Vashti. All right. Oh, I know the story now. Well, let's follow it. Let's just make sure we refresh our minds with this again. Gave a party for the women of the palace at the same time. On the final day, the king was feeling high, half drunk from wine. He took the seven eunuchs. He told the seven eunuchs that were his personal aides. This guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. I mean, we can name them, but wow, they wrote their names down. Must have been real. Yeah, it was. All right. He said, hey, bring Queen Vashti to him with her royal crown on her head so that all the men could gaze upon her beauty, for she was a very beautiful woman. But when they conveyed the emperor's orders to Queen Vashti, boy, she refused to come. Well, just like a woman, wasn't it? I mean, she's like, I'll tell you. Oh, man. The king was furious, just like a man. You know, we know what's going on. What? All right. Anyway, but first consulted with his lawyers, for he did nothing without their advice. They were men of wisdom, and they knew the temper of the time, as well as the Persian law and justice, and the king trusted their judgment. These men were, name, 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 name. Wow. Seven officials. They got to be fables. No, they weren't either. You go back and take Western Civ again, see if you can say it was a fable that the Persians had an empire. Baloney. What are we going to do about this situation? He asked them. What does the penalty does the law provide for a queen who refuses to obey the king's orders, properly sent through his aides? All right, this guy named Mamukin, we'll just call him Mike. Mike answered for others. Well, C- Queen Vashti has wronged everybody. Why? Now, remember, these are just people. Watch this. Only the king, uh, not only the king, but every official and citizen of the empire. For women everywhere will begin to disobey their husbands as soon as the email goes out, you know. As soon as it goes out on the internet or on the news. Okay. Uh, and before this day is out, every wife of us officials throughout your empire will hear what the queen did and will start talking to us husbands the same way. They'll be content and angry throughout your realm. Oh, man. 
We suggest that you subject an agreement, subject to your agreement, you issue a royal edict of the law of the Medes and Persians that it can never be changed, that Queen Vashti be banished from your, I think it's from your throne or your kingdom, whatever, yeah, from your presence, and that you choose another queen more worthy than she. Well, when this decree was published throughout your great kingdom, no, when it's the, he said, husbands everywhere, wherever their rank, will be respected by their wives. Well, the king and his aides thought this made sense, so he followed Mike's advice. Got that? Sent letters out. Okay. Well, okay, that's chapter one. Here we go. Look what happened. After King Ahasuerus, anger cooled, he began brooding over the loss of Vashti, realizing he'd never see her again. They, so his aide suggested, let's go find him what? How do you get rid of an old girlfriend? Get a new girlfriend. Okay, that's what happened. Okay. So they said, let's find the most beautiful girls in the empire and bring them to the king for his pleasure. This will appoint agents. No, he said, we'll appoint agents in each province to select young lovelies. Wow. For the royal harem. Hazi, the eunuch in charge, will see that they are given beauty treatments and that after that, the girl who pleases you most will be the queen instead of Vashti. Now, I know you've heard some things, and I'm not going to sit here and get in your mind, but I'm just telling you, whatever problems you're faced with, you need to watch the hand of the Lord here. This was not a fairy tale. This event shook the Jewish nation to the core while they had already lost the Holy Land. The Holy Land's gone. They don't even have it anymore. They're in prison right here. They're, they're sold to slavery just like Egypt again. And the hand of the Lord is protecting them. It's in your Bible to tell you it's the same way for you and I. Watch these little historic things that happen, and it's like, praise the Lord, that's me. All right, now there was a certain Jew at the palace named Mordecai, son of Jair, son of Shemesh, son of Kish, a Benjamite. Ah, okay. He had been captured when Jerusalem was destroyed by King Nebuchadnezzar. See what I told you? Remember, this is like, this is like 500, 600, 700 years after uh, David, King David. Okay. Notice he had, been, he had been exiled to Babylon along with King Jeconiah. He was one of the last of the kings of Judah and many others. This man had a beautiful and lovely young cousin. See, now that cousin is who Esther is. Uh, Hadassah, also called Esther, whose father and mother were dead. Oh, man. And he adopted her and his family and raised her as his own daughter. But they were cousins. So now, as a result of the king's decree, Esther was brought to the king's harem. So you follow that? She was a lovely, brought to the king's palace. Okay. Now, did you know God is God and God knows the future, he said, I, no matter where you are, in the end of the world, just like I read in Psalm 61, he said, hear me from wherever I am in the world and get me out of trouble. Wow, watch this. He was responsible for the harem, this guy, Hazi, and he was very much impressed with her, did his best to make her happy. He ordered a special menu for her, favored her for the beauty treatments. Now, wait a minute. Now, whoa, whoa, she's the only Jew in there. Heck yeah, that's what happens. Praise the Lord, you're always going to be taken care of. Anyway, they gave, and he gave her these palace maids to help her for her and the, and the most luxurious apartment in the harem. Praise God. This happens to me. What, beauty treatments? <laughs> Whatever. Watch this. Esther hadn't told anyone she was a Jewish, but Mordecai had said, don't say so. He came daily to the court of the harem to ask Esther to find out what was happening to her. So he's asking, hey, cuz, you doing all right? What's going on? The instructions concerning these girls were before... Where before they were taken to the king's bed, each were given six months of beauty treatments. Oil of beer followed by six months of special perfumes. Boy, they want to spice them up, didn't they? Then as, a, then as each turn came for spending the night with King Ahasuerus, she was given her choice of jewelry and wished to enhance, uh, wished to enhance her beauty. Now, I want to say this. This is history, right? We're not worried about, well, we can't have this in the Bible because, oh, my God, one man for one woman. That's just the way it goes. 
I just keep getting the history. This guy's a king. This stuff was just the way it worked, okay? Okay. Anyway, so she was taken to the king's apartment, and that evening, the next morning, returned to the harem, where the king's wives was. She was under the care of Sheshaz, another of the king's eunuchs, and lived there for the rest of her life, never seeing the king again. See that point? Was not going to see the king again unless he asked for her. Unless he uh, especially enjoyed her and called her my name. So she had a one-night stand. Do you see that? Look at that. And she wasn't going to go back. Now you can see the depth of what's fixing to happen. All right. Uh, where we get to? Now, yeah, here we go. Oh, 15. When it was Esther's turn to go into the king, she accepted his, the advice of Hazia, the eunuch in charge, dressed accordingly. All the other girls exclaimed with delight when they saw her. So Esther was taken to the palace of the king. Here we are. Now we're at year seven. We were at year three. Now we're at year seven. Okay. All right. Well, the king loved Esther more than any of the other girls. He was so delighted with her that he set the royal crown on her and declared her queen instead of Ashti. To celebrate the occasion, he threw a big party. Wow. Giving generous gifts to everyone, making grants to the provinces in the remission of what? Taxes. Hey, we know what that's all about. Hey, tax relief. Okay. Later, the king demanded a second. Wow, he wants another round. Let's find some other girls. This was good stuff. Okay. By that time, Mordecai, look at that, Mordecai had become a government official. Esther still hadn't told anybody she was a Jew, for she was following Mordecai's orders. See, they have no idea what's fixing to happen. One day, Mordecai was on duty. Two of the king's eunuchs, this guy, Big Than and Tara, were on guard. We'll just call them Bob and, and Tim, whatever. Okay. They were on the palace, palace gate, and they became angry with the king and plotted to assassinate him. <gasps> Look what good old Mordecai did. He heard about it. Now, this guy's not even a son of David. This king is a, another king of another nation. Mordecai said, woo, that ain't right. So he passed the word on to Queen Esther, who told the king, crediting Mordecai with the information. An investigation was made. The two men found guilty, and they were basically crucified. Uh, all this was, look at this, this, all, this was all duly recorded in the history of King Ahasuerus' reign. You know, the monkeys and the whatevers, and the, they don't do anything. Nobody keeps records. Oh, are you kidding? It was in there. Okay, we're done with that. Here we go. Soon afterwards, King Ahasuerus appointed Haman. <gasps> Now, you know, he's the bad guy, so let's see what happened. Uh, he's the Agite, or he's the prime minister. We know what that is. He was the most powerful official in the empire next to the king. Now, all the king's officials bowed before him in deep reverence whenever they passed by, for so the king commanded. But Mordecai wasn't going to bow down. Well, you can understand why Mordecai wasn't going to do that. Why are you disobeying the king's commandment? The others demanded. Day after day, he still refused. Finally, they spoke to Haman to see whether Mordecai could get away with it because he being a Jew, which was his excuse he'd given. Haman was furious and he decided not to lay hands on Mordecai alone, but to move against all of Mordecai's people to people. Man, I mean, all of Mordecai's people. This is the Holocaust. This is exactly the Holocaust. What happened to the Holocaust with Hitler? Germany lost their whole nation. <laughs> we rescued them. You listen to Jews today, and I mean, yeah, there was a lot that lost their life, but man, the hand of the Lord rescued these people. Well, it's just the Jews. No, it's just God's people. He'll rescue you. If we'll call, we'll ask his help. He'll help us. Okay. But to move against all Mordecai's people and to destroy all of them throughout the whole kingdom of harassers. Wow. The most propitious time for this occasion was determined by throwing dice. Another marker here that we're going to have to know. That was the reason they put this in the calendar. It was called pure, which meant the throwing of dice. Boy, it's so hard to believe this stuff never happened. It'd be impossible. There's no moon. I know it's up there, but I don't believe there. I don't believe there's a moon. There's no such thing as a moon. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> there is a moon, you know. 
highest mountain you go to, oysters on top. Ah, oh, this, this planet was never covered with water. The highest mountain. Oysters are up there. No, no, it's just accident. No, Noah's flood. Okay. Besides that, it's a fossil, which meant it got created by pressure and whatever. Okay. The most propitious time was determined by throwing dice. This was done in April, the 12th year of the reign of Ahasuerus. Now we're 12 years. When did Queen now Esther? She came on board in the fourth year. So now this was 12 years. So you do the math. She'd been queen about seven years or so. Isn't that right? Okay. Haman now approached the king about the matter. said, there's a certain race of people scattered all over your kingdom, and I want them out of here. He said, he, he said their laws are different from those in any other nation. They refuse to obey the, Lord, the, the king's laws. Therefore, it's not in the king's interest to let them live. If, now, look, suppose it was cancer you're faced with today, whatever. I mean, this is what's going to happen. The Lord's going to save these people. I don't care what your disaster is. Maybe it's just financial. I ain't going to live financially because I got... Watch this. It doesn't matter. If it pleased the king... Issue a degree that they be destroyed. Hey, I'll pay the $20 million in the royal treasure for the expenses involved in this. Look at that purge. Good night. The king agreed. Confirming his decision by removing his ring from his finger, gave it to Haman telling him, hey, keep the money. Go ahead and do as you like to these people. Whatever you think is best. Two or three weeks later, Haman called the king's secretaries, dictated letters to the governors, officials, you know, throughout the empire, the homeless. No, these were not homeless. They had actual people in these offices. Wow. Anyway, in each province, own dialects and, and languages, these letters were signed by the king, Harassus, and sealed his ring. They were sent by messengers. Wow, was no email, so it went trotting out on horses and mules and donkeys and all that stuff. That's what it says here. Uh, empire decreeing that Jews, young, old, women, children must be killed on the 28th day, one day before leap year. Uh, and their property given to those who kill them. A copy of this edict, the letter stated, must be proclaimed as law in every province known to your people. They'll be ready uh, to do their duty on the appointed day. The edict went by the king's speediest cures. Look at this. After being first uh, proclaimed in the city of Shushan, the king and Haman sat down for a drinking spree while the city went into panic. All right, here we go. Mordecai learned what was done. <gasps> He tore his clothes. He put on sackcloth and ashing and went into the city crying out loud, bitter way. Man, they knew they were doomed in one year. One year, actually, it was already April. So in eight months, everybody's going to get healed. He stood out the, beside the, out the gate of the palace. No one was permitted to enter in mourning clothes. And throughout the provinces, there was great mourning among the Jews, weeping, fa fasting, weeping, despair at the king's decree. And many lay in sackcloth and ashes. When Esther's made, now watch what happens. There's some very important today stuff for you and I right here. When Esther's maids and eunuchs came and said, hey, you're, you know, your cousin, you know, look what he's doing. He's, she was deeply distressed, sent him clothes. Hey, put these clothes on. What's the matter? Then Esther sent for Hathach, one of the king's eunuchs who had been appointed to attend as her attendant, told him to go out to Mordecai and find out what the trouble was and why he was acting like that. So Hathach went out in the city square. He found Mordecai outside the gates. He heard the whole story. I love to tell the story. Okay, watch this. And about the 20 million Haman had promised to pay the king's treasure for the destruction of the Jews. Mordecai gave a copy. <gasps> Look at this. Watch. Watch what happens. He gave a copy of the decree dooming all Jews and told it to show it to Esther. That's how Esther knew. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Anyway, so Hathak returned to Esther with Mordecai's message. Esther said to, told Hathak to go back and say to Mordecai, all the world knows that anyone, whether man, woman, whoever goes in the inner court without his summons is doomed to die unless the king holds out his royal scepter. Remember, we just read the part. Now she's already over in that other hair. You don't go back unless you're called. Watch what she says. 
So Hathak, he gave the message to Esther, I mean, to Mordecai. This was Mordecai's reply. Now watch this. Do you think you're going to escape? Because she was already going, I'm dead if I go in there. And he says, you think you're going to escape? In the palace when all the Jews are killed? Look at this. Now watch closely. Because we've been reading this for about 15 minutes, 16 minutes now. If you keep quiet, King James says, such a time as this. But let's don't magnify it and go, oh, such a time as this and write a song. Let's get what happened and use it today. If you keep quiet at a time like this, God will deliver the Jews from some other source. I mean, we don't have to have all our eggs in one basket, praise the Lord. God's going to get you out of trouble. But he was just telling her, says, look, 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 look how you got there. Look at this. But you and your relatives will die. What's more can I say, but that God has brought you into this palace for such a time as this. Then Esther said to Mordecai, "Go." <laughs> she was smart. She said, go tell everybody, y'all have a prayer meeting, and I'm going to go in there, and if I die, I die. Don't worry about her faith. That's exactly what she was just said. I'm just, I know she made up her mind, I'm going in there. I'm with you. She didn't say, let me think about it. Go gather all the Jews and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days. I and my maids will do the same. And though it's strictly forbidden, I'll go in and see the king. And if I perish, I perish now. Think how great your God is. Think how something you got to go face tomorrow. Think you got to make a phone call. You're, oh, God, I got to make this phone call or whatever. Or I got to get, I just, if I could just get past next week. <laughs> look at this. So Mordecai did as Esther told him to. What did they do? They had prayer. Here we are. Look, we're already fifth chapter. Three days later, Esther, here she goes. She's putting on these royal robes. Oh, no. Entering into the court just beyond the royal hall. Where the king was sitting, and when he saw, now remember she'd been praying. So you talk about a praise report. She's like, "Well, this is it." She stands in that inner. I mean, she's anyway. When he saw Queen Esther standing there, now listen to what he says. Praise the Lord. He welcomed her, holding out the royal scepter to her. So Esther approached and touched the tip. Now who cares about their tradition? Let's keep reading. Then the king asked her, "What do you wish, Esther? What's your request? I'll give it to you half the kingdom." Can you imagine what's going on in her mind? She's already been spared. And now the king says, hey, I'll give you half the kingdom. Oh, my gosh. So what does she say? She's going to say, hey, well, uh, can you and Haman come to a banquet? Uh, if it please your majesty, I want you and Haman to come to a banquet I prepared for you. The, king's age turn, the king turned to his aides. Tell Haman, hurry, he said. So king and Haman, they came to Esther's banquet. During the wine course, the king said to Esther, now come on, tell me what you really want. I'll give it, look at it, here, half the kingdom. Can you imagine? He's got a whole bunch of other women, but he's having dinner with her. Well, you know, Esther's got a plan. Remember that? My request, my deepest wish, that if your majesty loves me and wants to grant my request, he hadn't even made it yet, hey, come again with Haman tomorrow to a banquet I'll prepare for you. And tomorrow I'll explain all about this. What a happy man Haman was after he left the banquet. Now, what's so interesting? Why did she say tomorrow? Well, she had no idea. She just said, hey, y'all, have, we're going to have this thing tomorrow. That's because some terrible events were scheduled that night. Here comes the terrible events. Now, watch how the Lord protects you. What a happy man Haman was. Wow. And then he saw Mordecai at the gate, not standing up or trembling before him. He was furious. However, he restrained himself, went home, gathered his friends, and he talked to Z, his wife, Zeresh, and boasted to, to them about all his wealth, his children's promotion the king had given him, and now he'd become the greatest man in the kingdom. But then he delivered his punchline. Yeah, and Queen Esther, the queen invited me and the king himself to a banquet she prepared for us tomorrow. But yet he said, all this is nothing when I see Mordecai. I won't bow down in front of me. Okay. Well, suggested Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends, get, hey, get ready a 75-foot gallows. In other words, hang this guy, you know, 
guillotine, whatever you want to call it. And then the next morning, ask the king to let you hang him. When this was all done, you can go about your merry way. Boy, this pleased him perfectly. Look at this. You have been through five chapters already of Esther. No chapters of Richard. Chapters of the scripture that have just come to life. Okay, That night, the king had trouble sleeping. Now remember, watch what happened, because you're going to catch what happened in the second chapter. The king couldn't sleep. You ever done that? He decided to read a little while. Hello. He ordered the fake records. No, historical records of the kingdom of the library. And then he came across and read about how Mordecai had exposed the plot of those two guys. The king's units, watchmen of the palace, who had plotted to assassinate him. And he goes, hey, did we ever help old Mordecai out? Mordecai is supposed to be killed in the morning. Praise the Lord. You think God doesn't watch over you at night? He's watching over you. Praise the Lord. He says, what reward do we give to this? The king asked his courtiers, whatever. Uh, Nothing. Hey, who's on duty tonight? And it just so happened, Haman had just arrived. He punched his time card and was in there. The outer court of the palace to ask the king to, and he was just going to ask him to hang Mordecai. Now what's the king doing? He's going, man, we need to give him. Well, here, watch what happens. Bring him in. The king ordered. Haman came in. The king said, hey, what should I do to honor a man who truly pleases me? Haman thought to himself, man, he's talking about me. Whom would he want to honor more than me? So he said, "Uh, I'll tell you what, you ought to get your fancy clothes out. You get your BMW out, your biggest mule, whatever, and, and have one of your boys ride around town and scream and holler. Look at this. Bring out the royal robes that the king himself has worn, the king's own horse, the royal crown, and struck one of the king's most noble princes to robe the man and to lead him through the streets on the king's own horse, shouting before him, this is the way the king honors those who truly please him. Excellent, the king said. Hurry, take these robes and my horse and do what you said to Mordecai the Jew who works at the chancellor. Follow every detail you just said. Now that's not even, we're not even done with, it just gets greater and greater. Look what happens in the next few verses. So Haman took the robes. Oh, he was so put out. He put him on Mordecai. He mounted him on the king's own steed. Led him through the streets. Of the now think about yourself being Mordecai. You have no idea what's going on. Other than you were going to be scheduled for execution eight months from now. Now you heard, oh, I'm getting this because I saved the king's life. Wow. Anyway, Mordecai, afterwards, Mordecai returned to his job. Haman hurried home utterly humiliated. Now watch what his wife says. This is so important. When Haman told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends what happened, they said, if Mordecai, now get this, this is so good, let it get in your head. If Mordecai is a Jew, if you are a Christian, if you love Jesus, look at this, you will never succeed in your plans against him. Now you know why David was so strong. Starting out with, I'll kill Goliath, I killed a lion, killed a bear. Every one of his psalms are so powerful. He's not getting defeated. Your plans will never uh, succeed. And if you, attend, if you continue to oppose him, it will be fatal. While they were just still discussing it, the king's messengers arrived and said, Oh, hey man, come on, got to go to the banquet. Uh-oh, it's going to hit the fan right here. Seven. You know, this thing only goes to ten. And I'm going to have to paraphrase toward the end just stop. So the king and Haman came to Esther's banquet. Again, during the wine course, the king goes, come on, baby, get to it now. What do you want? All right. What's your petition? What do you wish? Here it is again. This is the third time. He hasn't changed my, I'll give you half of the kingdom. Do you know how this blew King Ahaz? Because he loved her. Boy, when she uttered these words, and notice he's going to, he totally loses his breath and walks out of the room. He can't believe it. 
Look at this. At last, Queen Esther replied, If I've won your favor, O king, if it please your majesty, save my life. What? And the life of my people? For I and my people have been sold to those who will destroy us. Scroll down a bit. What's going on? We are doomed to destruction and slaughter. If we were just going to be sold as slaves, perhaps I could remain silent, even though there would be some incalculable damage to the king, no matter how much money... Oops, lost that. Uh, it, to, it would... Uh, uh, no amount of money could begin to recover. What are you talking about? Can you imagine he's screaming? Who would dare touch you? She pivots around. This wicked Haman. Oh, remember, he was wicked. He had a gallow built for her cousin last night. Haman grew pale with fright before the king and queen. The king jumped to his feet. He didn't go, well, I got to take a little stroll. He jumped out. He's on a throne or whatever. He's at this bank. I mean, he, he left a table. You don't leave a table when you're eating dinner. Imagine that. I see people do. Oh, something happened over there. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, so anyway, he went out into the palace. I guess he'd take a deep breath. Haman stood up to plead for his life to Esther, for he knew he was doomed. In despair, he fell on the couch where she's on a couch. Yeah, come on. You've seen them. Oh, they're eating grapes and whatever. Well, you know. In despair, he fell on the couch where she was reclining. Just as the king returned. Boy, he was so hot. He's still breathing deep. Will he even rape the queen right here in the palace before my... Well, he, you know what he thought about Haman at this point. The king roared instantly. The death veil was placed over Haman's face. Do you know what's going through Esther's mind right now? Praise the Lord. I didn't get killed coming before the king. The Jews are not going to get killed. Hey, I, she's watching the awesome power of the Lord in her life. Take care of it. So then Harbana, one of the king's aides, says, Sir, oh, he spilt the beans. Oh, by the way, boss, this dingbat here ordered a 75 gala constructed to hang Mordecai, the man who saved you. And you read about it last night. Oh, man, that just made Ahasuerus so mad. He said, that's perfect. Hang Haman on it. Oh, man. Now, remember, this is the end of that chapter, but it ain't over. So they did, and the king's wrath was pacified. Now, look at this. Same day, King Hasher, he gave the estate. He said, hey, Queen Esther, you can have it. Mordecai was brought in and said, hey, you know, for the Esther had told him that it was her cousin, her foster father. The king took off his ring. He had taken back from Haman, gave it to Mordecai as prime minister. This is Joseph all over again. Or wait, is it just normal? Jesus is the Lord of your life taking care of you. It's normal stuff, normal stuff. Anyway, put him in charge. Now, once all this was done, Esther came before the again. Uh, she went in there again. And, of course, he lifted up his scepter. She came rolling in there again. Now, remember, the problem was everybody's scheduled to die, begging him with tears to stop Haman's plot against the Jews. Again, the king held out his royal scepter. Good night. She rose, stood before him, said, If it please you, if you love me, <laughs> send out a decree reversing these orders. How can I endure to see my people butchered? Look what the king says. Hey, baby, look. He said to Esther and Mordecai, prime minister, hey, hey, look, y'all get together. Look at this. Uh, I've given Esther the palace of Haman, that, and, uh, and he has been hanged on the gallows. He tried to destroy you. Now go ahead, send a message to the Jews, telling them wherever they're at, seal it with a king's, king's ring so it can never be reversed. Tell them whatever. Well, the, the answer was fight back. Okay. Immediately the king's secretaries were called in. Now it was the 23rd day of the month of July. They wrote as Mordecai dictated. Can you imagine that? What do you want? Uh, tell them. Wait, uh, we want this too. <laughs> Whatever you want. So they could save themselves. Wow. So this decree went out. It went out all over Ethiopia. 
Mordecai uh, wrote in the name of the king, sealed it. They riders were on camels, mules. Boy, they were trying to get this out as fast as they could. Remember, the Jews didn't know. They thought they were scheduled for execution. Now they find out they're not. Wow. So anyway, the day was chosen throughout all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, the 28th day of February. That's when they were going to be executed. It further stated that a copy of this decree must be recognized everywhere as law, broadcast to all the people that the Jews be ready and prepared to overcome their enemies. The mail went out swiftly, carried by the king's couriers. Okay, let's keep going. So Mordecai put on the royal robes, blue, white, the great crown, an outer cloak of fine linen, purple, and went out in the presence of the king throughout the city, shouting to the people. The Jews had joy and gladness and were honored everywhere. In every city, in every province. Okay, praise the Lord. Now, it ain't over. Watch this. Here we go. I got to stop. Watch this. So, here's the 28th day of February. Execution day. The day the two decrees the kings were put into effect. The day the Jews' enemies had hoped to vanquish them. Uh, though it turned quite the contrary. Yeah, hallelujah. The Jews gathered in their cities throughout all the king's provinces to defend themselves and against any who might harm them, but no one tried. Look at this. For they were greatly feared. All the rulers of the provinces, the governors, officials, aides, they helped the Jews for fear of Mordecai. Look at this next statement. Then people were going, oh, oh, I'm a Jew. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Jew. Because <laughs> they, they, well, just read it. Watch this. They were like, ah, yeah, I'm a Jew because the Jews had it made. Ah, uh, let's see. Let's see. So anyway, for Mordecai was a mighty name in the king's palace. Okay, he got more and more powerful. The Jews went ahead that day and slaughtered their enemies. They even killed 500 people in this place here. Da, da, da. They didn't try to take Hamas property. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Anyway, so later on, look at this. Oh, oh, he, look at, he called for her this time. He calls Esther in. Hey, the Jews uh, killed 500 men in Shushan, he says, and also Haman's 10 sons. If they've done that, I wonder what's happening in the rest of the provinces. But now, what more do you want? It'll be granted to me. He says, hey, I'll help you out more. She says, well, if it pleases you, let's wipe out the rest of his sons. And so the king did. And anyway, let's see. Let me skip on down here. Uh, let's see. Anyway, that whole day was taking care of 75,000 people that hated the Jews were all wiped out. Let me. There was great feasting going on. What a celebration. So to the Jews in the unwalled villages throughout Israel that day, they have an annual celebration, and they give gifts to each other. Hello, Christmas. Mordecai wrote a history of all these events, he, uh, events okay, encouraging them to celebrate this. Okay, so they did. Ah, uh, let's see. And it was all because of throwing a dice. That's what they're saying right there. Oh, let me see here. Oh. Uh, here's the last one. Look at this. this is the, if, you, if you know your computer, look at that. It's only five verses. Look at this. We went through Esther. It's that one little piece we didn't read, but you could have got it. King Ahasuerus not only laid tribute upon the mainland, but even on the islands of the sea. In other words, he taxed all these other countries. His great deeds and also a full account of the greatness of Mordecai and the honors given him by the king were written in, look at this, the book of the chronicles of the kings of Media and Persia. That's not the Bible. That's some other book. Look at this. Mordecai, the Jew, was the prime minister with authority next to that of King Hasser himself, he, of course, was great among the Jews, Jews, respected by all his countrymen, look at this, because he did his best for the people and was a friend at court for all of them. Praise God. Man, Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you, Lord. We see what happened then. I don't care what we're faced with. Lord, you, you will take care of us. What good is it for us to die today? What good is it for us to be hurting? What good is it for doing any kind of suffering? That's not for us. 
because we got your mercy. So, Father, if we're not feeling good today, you'll take care of that. If we're hurting financially, you'll fix that. If we got some problem, maybe something like Mordecai was faced with in Esther. Hallelujah. You'll get us out, too. And that doesn't leave nothing left but for us to get out our secretaries and write down these things and tell others what great things you've been doing in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Wow, that was Esther, wasn't it? Praise the Lord. Hey, we did it in, 30, we did it in 35 minutes.